Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. It is a Wednesday evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you very much for joining us. And thanks too to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting the BMW SA Open. We'll be uh, touching base with one of the players who will be taking to the Glendower Country Club tomorrow, Yaku van Sale. He'll be joining us. We'll also talk a little bit about the AFCON and a whole bunch of other football as well. But let's start with uh, some of the news stories making headlines today. The nominees for the Laureus Sports Awards for 2017 were revealed today. South Africa's Wade van Ikerk has been nominated in the Breakthrough of the Year uh, category for following his incredible world record-breaking performance at the Rio Olympic Games, where he won gold in the men's 400 metres. Fanikak is nominated alongside Almaz Zayana, the Fiji Sevens rugby team, Iceland's men's football team, as well as Leicester City and Nico Rosberg. Meanwhile, the nominees for the World Sportsman of the Year are Usain Bolt, Stephen Curry, Mo Farah, LeBron James, Andy Murray and Cristiano Ronaldo. While the Sportswoman of the Year nominees include Angelique Kerber, Laura Kenny, Alison Felix, Elaine Thompson, Katie Ledecky and Simone Biles. So wait for Nick in illustrious company there. On to some football news. Safa CEO Dennis Mumbles confirmed that Safa's technical committee will convene next week to discuss the search for the new Bafana Bafana coach to replace Sheikhs Mashaba. Mumble says they hope to have the process concluded by March. In domestic football news, Free State stars have parted ways with their coach Giovanni Salinas and named Sarami Letsoak as his replacement for the remainder of the season. Cape Town City pairing of Lebuchang Manyama and Aubrey Ngoma have signed new long-term deals that'll keep them in the mother city until 2021. On to AFCON news, former Bafana Bafana international Sean Bartlett says it's difficult to predict who will win the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations, which kicks off in Gabon on Saturday. Bartlett, who won the title with Bafana Bafana back in 1996, says it's disappointing that South Africa aren't there. You can never discount uh, the so-called smaller teams anymore uh, because everybody goes there to win. And for us, uh, I think obviously the disappointment is Bafana not being in there and we still have the break. So now we've just got to make do with the break and and watch the football on TV and see uh, obviously which team can surprise but you know uh, the host and obviously the big uh, West African countries uh, for me those guys will always be favourites as far as winning the Afghan is concerned. Zimbabwe are the only team representing Southern Africa at the Continental Showpiece and Bartlett feels they may struggle particularly later on in the tournament. Yeah, I think that might surprise one or two uh, countries but um, I think when you get to the latter stages, when you don't have that experience, um, it can count against you. Uh, but I think individually they've got a great, uh, great squad, uh, and most of these players play in our league. So it's just a matter of one uh, in the tournament coming together as a team and performing uh, like that instead of individual players. There's some live football to look forward to this evening in the English League Cup. Southampton hosting Liverpool that in the first leg of the semi-final. In cricket news, Proteas captain Faf Duplessis confirmed today that all-rounder Wayne Parnell will be in charge of the side that will take on Sri Lanka at the Wanderers tomorrow. Parnell replaces Kyle Abbott and the skipper's excited to see what Parnell can do at the ball ring. He offers something different which we never really had as a left-arm seamer. In a perfect world, that's the variety that you look for, um, to have you know a KG that bowls 
quick and you have a burn that's relentless and then you have a left arm seamer. So in the perfect world and from a combination and a variety point of view he ticks that. His challenge will be now is to see how consistent he can be in test cricket and that's the success you'll have at test cricket or the lack of it. Um, so I'm excited to see how much his game has improved. Tomorrow's test will also see former skipper Hashim Amla win his 100th test cap. Duplessis says despite the milestone, Amla is nonplussed. For me, 100 test matches is amazing, amazing effort. But as true to Hash is, it's another game for him. It's, he doesn't want any shine. He doesn't want any all attention coming towards him. He just wants to rock up and play another game of cricket. So I'd like it to make it extra special for him, but I know that's something that that's not Hash. Uh, Hash just wants it to go back onto the team. Following a good run of form, a series whitewash would see the Proteas move back into second on the ICC Test rankings. The Proteas had the opportunity to whitewash Australia last month, but lost the third test. And Duplessis says they're approaching this one differently. Expectation is a very, very dangerous thing when, when you just expect things to happen. Um, so for me, it's about being ruthless and trying to make sure that we're moving into a space now as a team as we're we actually starting to dominate. And that's something we've, we've spoken a lot about. And if you don't do it now on the third test, then you're just creeping back into that old habits. So it's about establishing your new vision as a team and trying to look forward as the, t- the, the team that you would like to be. On to some tennis news now. Dominique Thiem beat qualifier Gustav Ilias 6-7, 6-3 and 7-5 to reach the Sydney International last eight. He'll come up against Daniel Evans on the ladies' side of things. Eugenie Bouchard eased through to the semi-final 6-2, 6-3, the margin of victory over Anastasia Pavlichenkova. The BMW South African Open gets underway at Glendower tomorrow. Michael Flissmus is keeping an eye on things in the build-up and he filed this preview. Ernie Els is as passionate as any South African golfer about the BMW South African Open trophy remaining in local hands. Yet even he has to admit that Irish star Rory McIlroy is the obvious favourite heading into Thursday's first round at Glendower Golf Club. Els says he'd love to see McIlroy and defending champion Brandon Stone go head-to-head for this year's title, with the two golfers in the same group for the first two rounds. Hey, listen, it's tough to go against Rory, with all due respect to what Brandon's done, you know, but... um Brandon obviously he's played wonderful golf you know he's won uh, you know the last event played and uh, you know he's a defending champion yeah so he has got a lot of confidence going and um, I think it'll be a wonderful matchup um, they'll be looking at each other obviously and obviously Brandon wants to start emulating what Rory's done so uh, be a really good learning curve for him playing playing with him while all eyes are on world number two McElroy, double South African Open champion Ratif Khorsen believes it may not be as cut and dried as this. You know, I don't know how much Rory plays at altitude. It's sometimes quite difficult to judge somebody's holes how far the ball is going to go. In a way, I can probably see him overclubbing quite a bit on some of the holes that, you know, you can't believe how far the ball goes sometimes. And even McElroy is dismissing talk of him being the favourite. You know, there's some obviously very strong players here. Uh, you know, Brandon Stone, who's been playing great. Um, you know, defending champion. Um, you know, he's been playing great over the last, you know, not even the last couple of months, but even before that. You know, he had a great uh, year on the European Tour last year, and um, he knows this golf course well, and he's played well on it before. So, you know, I think he'll have a great chance. Michael Flismus, Glendower Golf Club. And staying with golf, let's chat some more about the BMW SA Open next. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. It is the eve of the 2017 BMW South African Open. It's taking place at Ikuruleni uh, at the Glendower Country Club, one of my favorite courses uh, in Joburg. And we're joined now by one of the gentlemen who will be taking to the course tomorrow, South Africa's Yaku Fansal. Yaku, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, Brad. Yaku, it's a brand new year. Nice to to kick off in your own backyard, so to speak. Obviously, you you travel a lot uh, playing golf. Nice to nice to be playing at home for, for to to get a new year underway. Yeah, no, it's, honestly, it's great to be home and great to be playing on home soil. And you know, I think we all had a good rest and we fresh fresh to start off a new season. Yeah, good. Talk to me about that break. Uh, I mean, there's not much of a break, if you have to be honest. I mean, the, the calendar is is pretty stretched nowadays. There is so much golf. But uh, in the off-season, what do you do? Do you literally take a break from golf, or do you do you work on things that you think uh, need, need to be worked on in your game? Yeah, I mean, I take a break from golf. Um, you know, especially over December time. I mean, it's been a long year and a long season. You know, you've traveled your fair amount, and... Um, you know, I've got a hobby, my hobby's flying, so you know, it gives me a little bit of time to catch up on my hobby. Fantastic. Looking ahead to, to this weekend, uh, Glendower, a fantastic golf course. There's been lots of lots of rain around uh, Gauteng over the last few weeks. What's what's the course looking like? Yeah, I must say, Brad, it's, it's unbelievable the condition that's in, considering the amount of rain we had. I mean, about 120 mils over last weekend, and the 10th green was literally underwater. And I mean, I went to go play there on Monday, and you would never say it was. So, you know, hats off to the ground staff there, and you know, really looking forward to playing a phenomenal golf course this week. Looking, looking at that course, it's obviously quite wet. Uh, that that all sort of favour really hammering and going for for the pin. Is it? Do you prefer playing on a course that's that's pretty pretty soft and wet like that, or do you prefer the harder ones? Yeah, I mean, I personally prefer the harder ones. Um, you know, there's pros and cons. Um, you know, you hit long irons. Of course, it's obviously going to play a little bit longer, so the long irons will hold the greens a little bit easier. Um, I just find that around the greens, it's a little bit tougher when it's, when it's very receptive. Yaku South African Open, I mentioned playing at home, but it is your home open. I mean, you get to play in opens uh, around the globe. But this one, this one, pretty special. Uh, looking at the field, obviously, world number two, Rory McIlroy, defending champ, and Brandon Stone's in pretty good nick. He was towards the end of end of the year. He's, he's going to be hoping to carry that into this weekend. How's, how's your form been, been sort of in, in the last week or so coming into this tournament? How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling really good. Um, like I said earlier, nicely rested out and you know, I've been working hard on the, the putting and the off, the off time the last two months. So, you know, I'm really excited. I've been hitting it really nicely, but the short fix just been deserted, has deserted me a little bit in the last couple of months. So, you know, I've played Monday, Tuesday and today, and, you know, that really feels good. And, you know, I'm really comfortable around the golf course. It's one we've played for many years, and, you know, you kind of know where to hit it, where not to hit it, and what line to pick on the greens. You you mentioned the amount of travelling and, and the amount of golf you have played, particularly in the last year. Have you sort of set your your stall out for the year? Do you know where you're going? What tournaments you're playing? What, what what's the movements after after the SA Open for for Yaku Fansel? Yeah, I've got a pretty busy year. Um, you know, I've just figured I'm while I'm young, I might as well you know play a little bit more golf this year. So um, I'm starting my season off with eight events in a row, which is obviously the South and this week, and then off to the Middle East for three weeks. 
and uh, then back for the FAPGA here and then Dardata. So, you know, and then it goes through to the Joburg Open and the Twenty Open. And as far as goals for the year, I mean, are you one to, to sort of set goals or is it a case of you'll take it week in and week out and see how you go at, at each tournament or there there's specific rankings that you're chasing? How, how, does, how does it work in your mind? Yeah, I mean, you obviously got your goals that you would like to achieve, your short-term goals and, you know, a goal you want to achieve by you know, halfway through the season and then obviously your end-of-the-year end goals. Uh, but, I mean, unfortunately, golf is very unpredictable and, you know, you've got another issue of health, uh, which I've been struggling a little bit with since 2014. But, um, you know, really I feel fit and I've got my goals set out. And, you know, obviously to get that first elusive European to win, I think I've had eight second-place finishes. So, um, you know, it will be really nice to, to get a win under the belt. I'm sure 2017 is going to be there. Yaku, as far as the state of South African golf and the youngsters coming through, do you think it's in, in good nick, in good shape at the moment? I mean, we've had a, a few good years. Maybe the last year or two wasn't as good as it has been in the past. Are, are we are we doing the right things and making the right noises with the youngsters coming through? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, if I had to look at clubs, you know, your normal golf clubs 10 years ago, um, you know, they didn't really cater for the youngsters as much as they do in today's day. And you know, I mean, you've got the likes of Brendan Stone, Hayden Portius. Um, you know, there's numerous young, great players coming up. And, it's you know, it all starts from the roots where, you know, you've got to have a foundation. You've got to be able to go out and play. And I think the clubs have done it really well in the last couple of years. Talk to me about the night before a, a big open like this one. What's what's on the cards for tonight? Is it an early night? Uh, what what do you generally sort of do for dinner? Is is it the, do you do the same sort of thing every tournament, or, or will it be slightly different tonight? No, it will be the same. It's it's another Wednesday evening, and tomorrow morning when we wake up, the sun will be shining, and it'll be another Thursday morning. And you know, you go out there and you try your best, and you give one hundred percent, and. You know, some weeks you get a good result and uh, some weeks you you got to go to the next week and, and work on certain aspects of your game. So, you know, hopefully this is going to be one of the weeks where I walk away with a very, a very good result. You mentioned how special it is playing at home. One of the reasons it's special playing at home is obviously playing in front of a South African gallery. The chance for, for the general public to see some of their heroes in action this weekend. So I'm sure there's going to be lots coming up, but this is an opportunity for you as a player to, to sort of urge people to come down to Glendow and uh, come and have a watch and, and a look-see at some of the best golfers in the world strutting, strutting their stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we've got um, quite a unique field this year with the likes of Rory and you know, Nick Felder playing this year. So, you know, I mean, it's, I know as a youngster, I'll watch Nick Felder till 3 o'clock in the morning um, <laughs> playing over there. And, you know, it's just such a treat to be able to come out and, you know, watch them play their practice rounds and programs and hit some balls on the range. And, you know, a little bit more special for the public to come out and see them perform in their office. How weird is it for you as a player? You, you mentioned watching him growing up, but all of a sudden you, you're teeing up alongside him in the same tournament. It must be quite, it must be quite a, a unique feeling. Yeah, I mean, most, unfortunately, most of the people that I watched playing growing up um, have all retired at my age. So, um, you know, it's just the youngsters now. I mean, I find it absolutely fascinating, um, you know, watching the likes of Rory and, you know, Brandon Stone and, you know, just the power and the grace they've got 
hitting the golf ball and you know at such a young age how they manage to to work their way around a golf course is absolutely quite unique well yaku best of best of luck uh, tomorrow and over the next uh, four days so we'll be watching closely looking forward to seeing some more uh, great european tour golf on south african soil best of luck to you and, and the rest of the south africans let's hope we can keep that trophy on home soil yeah, I know. We all we all strive, and um, as South Africans, we were very competitive. So, um, you know, it hurts hurts us more than it hurts the rest of the the fans to see the trophy go somewhere else. Excellent stuff. Hope you have a good round tomorrow, and we look forward to chatting uh, in the near future. Perfect. Thanks a lot for the call, Brad. Appreciate it. Imagine a life where every need is met. A life where you are in control. Where knowing what decision to make is a fact and not a risk. Mancosa graduates don't just dream, they make it happen. Mancosa, South Africa's leading distance education institution. For more information, visit www.mancosa.co.za or SMS Mancosa and your email address to 34745. Mancosa, dream it. We'll take you there. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. If you've just tuned in, welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. Don't forget you can be in touch uh, via social media. You can reach out on at SAFM Radios, where you'll find us on uh, most of the social media platforms. You can also touch base with me personally at Big Brad Brown. Time to chat some football now. And despite Bafana Bafana's absence from the upcoming African Cup of Nations tournament that kicks off in Gabon this weekend, the South African Premier Soccer League will be well represented at the tournament. The PSL's got uh, third most representation amongst the African leagues with 12 players coming from the PSL. Leading is the Tunisian League with uh, 18 players, followed by the Egyptian Premier League with 14. And it's both countries have qualified for this AFCON tournament. The Zimbabwean Warriors are the only Kasafa team in this AFCON and have got eight PSL-based players in their squad. Golden Arrows attacker Kudakwashe Mahachi is looking forward to their tough Group B alongside Algeria, Tunisia and Senegal. Been saying this thing like uh, since like uh, they, they started grouping ourselves. Understand uh, as we are underdogs, but we are playing uh, big teams. They understand. Yeah, I understand. We've got good players. Understand from European best and then South African best players. Understand even uh, local players that uh, Zimbabwe understand. So I think we've got a good squad. Been playing together since the the, the beginning of the campaign. Understand. So we know our, our strengths and our differences. Understand. So I think it's gonna be a, a good combination in, in front. Understand. Zimbabwe, who are appearing in their third AFCON tournament and their first in 10 years, possess a very strong attacking team with about eight strikers in their final squad. Amongst them are quality striker like Belgian-based and former Kaiser Chiefs goal poacher Knowledge Musona, Orlando Pirates and Absa Premiership's leading goal scorer Tendai Ndoro, Bidvest Witz's Cuthbert Mayajila and Mamelodi Sundown's classy attacker Karma Biliat. Maritzburg United's Evans Rasika forms part of that attack as well. Zimbabwe played their last warm-up match yesterday against Cameroon where they drew one all with Ndoro scoring first for the Warriors early in the game. Looking forward to their opening clash against Algeria uh, on Sunday. Rusike is relishing the opportunity of being in the same group with the newly crowned African footballer of the year, Riyad Mahrez and Liverpool Sadio Mane, who had also been nominated for the award. Uh, like, like everyone is saying, uh, it's, a, it's a tough group. Uh but uh, as for ourselves, we don't have pressure now because we're going like underdogs. Them, uh, they have like uh, most players. They have like to prove like they uh, they have to do uh, what they are doing in their national, which what they are doing in their clubs. They have to show them in the like national duty. So uh, it's us. Uh, it's 
we have been long without going there. Them, they are like regulars there. So I, for us, we just go like underdog there. <laughs> we just play our game there. Playing against the likes of Mane and uh, you know those guys, Amares, those guys. I mean, I'm sure that will also inspire you guys to do to do better. Not yeah. To yeah, man. Uh, you know, football. It's uh, it's our uh, it's our job. You know, you have to take it serious when you're there. Obviously, there will be like. Uh, Many teams watching, you know, obviously as a player you always want to play for, to proceed like to the next stage. Every, every year you're growing, you're growing. So it's a big stage for you to, to shine. All eyes in the tournament would also be on the team that's making its first return to the AFCON in 39 years, the Ugandan Cranes. They've been drawn in Group D against Ghana and Egypt. The same teams they've also been pitted against in the 2018 World Cup qualifiers. The fourth team is Mali and Captain Jeffrey Massa, who plays for Baroka FC in the PSL, is looking forward to this tough group. It's really a tough group. Uh, those guys, we we in the same group again in World Cup qualifiers. We played with Ghana last uh, this year. I think it was in November. We drew the game zero zero, and we're gonna start with Ghana again in in in, in Gabon. It's our first game, and and you can't predict that game. You know, we always win against them. They always win. It's it's always a draw game most of the time. But but we're going there to compete. To compete. There's there's no more like that. We're going to compete no matter what because we're in the tough group. But we're going to compete. Uganda last qualified for an AFCON in 1978 where they lost to Ghana in the final. They finished second in their qualification group, tied on 13 points with Burkina Faso and qualified as one of the second best placed teams. Massa says his group of players are now used to this level and fear no one. After 39 years, you know, Uganda never played AFCON and I think it's even a motivation to these boys, you know, to the young players who are going there. We worked very hard, we, we finished with 13 points. We're not going there as underdogs, we're going there to compete. We, we, we're playing Ghana, we, play, we always play with these big teams in Uganda and always win them. And, and, and we're going there to compete, we're going there to fight for the team. We're going to separate the nation, you know, we're going to surprise everybody because they think our team is very easy, we can't, we can't, we can't compete there, but I'm telling you, we're going to compete. Massa says the target for the Cranes is to at least reach the semi-finals and it's a feat that's achievable for a team that's already collected four points from its first two matches in the World Cup qualifiers. Serbian-born coach Milicija Misho Sverodovic deserves all the credit for turning around the Ugandan Cranes and Massa feels that more players could earn overseas contracts after this AFCON. It's really good, you know. Most of we players, we've been together for, like, I've been play, playing for professional for for national team for 13 years, you know. And these players, these players, most of them, like, three, four players, we've been playing, like, we're playing with Young here, we've been playing for national team with him for so many years. And, and these guys are still young, they just joined the team three, four years, but they're working hard for the team, you know. And I think it's it's good for them, they, they have to work hard and fight on the field of play and see they get a, a more clubs in Europe. But what is the real target for Uganda? Would it be to get out of the group? Yeah, if we go out of the group, I think our target is finish on semi-finals or finals. But in in the group stages, we have to go out of the group. We have to we have to we have to at least to, to win a game there and at least get a, two draws. But but anything can happen. We're going to work hard there, no matter what. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it all gets underway on Saturday. Make sure you stay tuned to SABC for updates throughout that tournament. Staying with football, ABC Motsepe League out for Tears Galaxy chairman Tim Sarkozy. Uh, Sukazi rather bemoans the corruption that's plagued the league in the Mpumalanga province. Sukazi says his team's being unfairly targeted by match officials who he alleges are on the payroll of unscrupulous 
club bosses at the centre of these corruption and bribery allegations is Acorn Bush United FC, who it's alleged bribe match fi- uh, officials to influence the outcomes of their matches and those between other teams in the league. Sukazi says due to corruption, the log standings of the amateur league don't provide a true reflection of the team's performances since the start of the season. In all honesty, if anything, now if you look at the log, we have played 15. We have uh, drawn twice, uh, sorry, three, four, times. four times, yes, and, and, and uh, lost twice. Uh, those losses were not losses, which is a big challenge in this league. You know, daylight robberies, clubs here, they bribe referees. What was even worse to us is that, though that uh, you know, the main teams that you are competing with, or the main one that is alleged to be bribing referees, that are going to push United, um, we were told that they're even bribing referees in our games, you know, and we could see in our matches strange decisions being made. When you are going to play Akon Bush, you get your top striker red carded for nothing, you know, then you don't have him in the match against Akon Bush, you know, that makes you think and suspect hell of a lot or start believing all these rumors that you would be or you'd have been hearing all along. So that has been our challenge. But as for TS Galaxy, maybe if we would have done bad, I would say maybe we could have drawn only one game. The losses are not losses at all. Um, it was just shenanigans at play. The draws, all the other four draws, maybe one could have been a draw, but not all at all. So in my book, it's 15 played, one draw, all one, you know. Uh, but then in the books of uh, the league, um, of course, it's... Uh, 15 played, two losses, four draws, you know. It puts us on 31 point, which is reasonable, but at this level and the manner in which we have prepared and in the kind of squad that we have, we should be walking this league, you know, with about 14 wins at this stage. Acorn Bush topped the league's log standings with 38 points after 14 games, while Galaxy are seconds on 31 from 15. The Bushbuck uh, Ridge Club has so far been awarded 14 penalties this season, which equals the number of matches they've played in their first six matches this season. The side managed to net a staggering 27 goals. Sukazi, who's also popularly known as a football agent, doesn't understand why these unusual statistics have not prompted the South African Football Association to establish an investigation. It's not the first time that Galaxy levels allegations of corruption and bribery against Acorn Bush. Last season, a fight broke out which saw match officials who were in charge of the match being escorted off the pitch by police after Acorn Bush defeated Galaxy 2-1 at the Vile Bank Stadium. Galaxy attributed their loss to bribery of match officials. The chief executive officer of football management firm Quality Sports says Safa is not willing to root out corruption in the league despite being repeatedly asked to do so. In my view, I can't push them as a team. They're not bad. I think they're one of the well-organized teams around in this league. So if you've got teams like them, like us, you know, and maybe other top teams, then you've got a very, very good league, which has got good potential. But what I think also is a main contributor to this problem, it's the fact that there's only one team going through. You know, if it, if there were some sort of playoffs amongst the top four teams, it wouldn't matter so much. So people are doing it on a do-or-die basis, you know. They put their money they throw money they spend a whole lot of money to make sure that at all costs they make it through which is is what creates this kind of a problem so i hope safa will take it to my call and take necessary action i don't know if they don't do it so be it as ts galaxy will continue doing what they do best now obviously you know having mentioned the situation it sounds quite rife and this obviously has a you know a negative impact on uh, football on the league itself uh, have you come together as the different clubs that are obviously affected 
affected by this maybe you know maybe approach Safa as a unit because if it's only TS Galaxy they might say okay yeah, he's a sole loser yeah yeah look um, there is a far cry from all clubs and many club chairmen they speak to me they want this resolved but then again I've realized that actually where there's a corruptor there's a corruptee so those who are best at this corruption game they don't do it just at club level yeah, I think they are, they've got colluders inside Safa itself. Hence, it's, it's so difficult for Safa to take action, you know. Safa can't explain this situation. Regardless.